past few days, we've designated entities in Iran and around the world that have supported Iran's development of missiles, which we believe are unacceptable, which have supported uh, Iranian airlines that ship for Mahan Air, uh, that, that ship for the IRGC. But these weren't snapbacks. These were new sanctions. These were, these were new designations under non-nuclear sanctions. So the nuclear sanctions are lifted. The other sanctions stay in place. Your question is, could the nuclear sanctions come back if they violate? Yes, they could. And the Western community would agree to that, the, yeah, I, the community it, of nations that came there, together. It would have to be a real violation. What we can't do, and what I've argued to Congress, is you can't, in the, in the name of wanting to pressure Iran on other issues, just bring back the nuclear sanctions as if you didn't have an agreement. The agreement was Iran backs away from a nuclear program, and the nuclear sanctions are lifted. We've done that. We did it formally, and we did it by giving guidance to everyone who does business with Iran. We've also made it clear the other sanctions that stay in place. And, you know, Iran is not the only country that's subject to sanctions right now. I mean, we have a very important set of sanctions uh, in place with regard to North Korea, with regard, with regard to, to Russia. Russia. Mm -hmm. And in, with regard to North Korea, we, here's another lesson yeah. on the importance of international cooperation. China worked with us at the UN. China is the neighbor to North Korea. They have more influence over North Korea than any other country. They worked with us at the UN, and we have since that UN resolution had our teams working with the Chinese to execute against it and to implement it. Uh, in the case of Russia, Russia is uh, one of the, the, the UN Security Council uh, uh, permanent members. We have sanctions against Russia working with our G7 partners and others around the world. There are multiple ways to work in the international community. Well, see, here what's interesting about that. Secretary Kerry just returned from Moscow where he's trying to work something out with Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, about Syria. So he's there trying to work out something about Syria at the same time that we're imposing sanctions not only on Russia but on some of their leading friends of the president. Look, the, the reality is we are working with Russia. We worked with Russia on the Iran uh, negotiation. They were part of the uh, negotiating And group. the president said they were very helpful. They were helpful. We are working with them, uh, trying to change the conditions in Syria. Um, but we're also uh, making it clear to them that their aggressive actions to take uh, Crimea and to move in eastern Ukraine are unacceptable. And the sanctions that we put in really reflected a highly sophisticated way of putting pressure on the government in ways that they notice that are having a real impact, mm -hmm. uh, but without causing the kind of collateral damage to Europe or the global economy that would have made it harder to get the collaboration with other countries. You've heard all these arguments, uh, I know, when people talked about the Iranian agreement and were critical of it, uh, they all said, look, uh, whatever you think about the agreement we're getting, and there were lots of differing views in terms of the benefit to the United States and whether it would truly inhibit uh, Iran. But they also said, you know, by eliminating these sanctions, you're giving them at least $100 billion in which they can use for an engagement in all these behavioral things that we object to. Well, first, the number is not as big as people think right. it is. It's not 100 billion. Um, it's not really 100 billion because a lot of that money is locked up and can't go back to Iran. Right. There's maybe 50 billion that theoretically could go back, but that is also the money they need to do international trade. They have to keep foreign reserves. Iran's own estimate is there's maybe 30 billion that they could bring back. They've had difficulty bringing that money back. They've had difficulty re-engaging with the global uh, financial community. We've actually made the case that the sanctions are lifted and been clear 
that uh, that money is money that they do have access to. We've also made clear that if it goes into the wrong hands, if they support terror, if they support uh, uh, regional destabilization, we reserve the right to go against that separately. With new sanctions. And one of the things that I've made this case to Congress, and I truly believe, um, at the height of the sanctions program on nuclear um, sanctions, they were still supporting um, terrorism and regional destabilization. Those sanctions didn't stop all of Iran's bad activity. So the notion that you can take it to zero wasn't even true under mm-hmm. the most severe sanctions program. What we know, what we know is that Iran's domestic needs are enormous. Hundreds of billions of dollars of domestic investment that they need to get their oil industry able to produce at historic levels, mm-hmm. to pay their own military that hasn't been fully paid because they don't have the money. To provide services uh, to to their citizens. Everything we hear is that the domestic needs are enormous. I am going to do everything I can to keep track and to take action if we see money going to malign activities. Um, But what we got out of the Iran deal is a...